Welcome uh, to Antwin Peaks. Peaks. It's the only Twin Peaks podcast where you're going to hear two guys making that sound. <laughs> it's the only Twin Peaks podcast. Let's be real. All right. Nobody's thought to do this before. <sighs> wouldn't that be wouldn't that be nice? You got to imagine there's one called like the Black Podge. And one called The White Podge. Yeah. Um, I know of one called Damn Fine Podcast. Uh, Terror. That is so... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not... <laughs> I just wouldn't name mine that. <laughs> That's like the lowest hanging fruit mm-hmm. imaginable. Right. You gotta want more for right. yourself. You gotta go with... And Twin cut. Peaks... <laughs> Yeah, something your, your Twin Peaks podcast should be named, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think about a beer commercial from 30 years ago, right? Hey, were you born within the last 30 years? Do you remember that? <laughs> Do you, yeah, <laughs> remember that beer commercial? Yeah, do you Did remember you stop paying pop culture when you were 12? Yeah, yeah. uh, <clears throat> so, uh. Dan, 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 yep. Dan. Yeah, of course yep, yep. we're talking about Twin Peaks episode uh, fourteen, season two, double play. Uh, yes, yes. I think if there's one thing you can say for sure about this particular episode of television is that it's called Double Play <laughs> and that it's episode twenty-one and it comes from season That's right. two and the sh- name of the show. It- Well, it's episode 14 from season two. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah. What is it? I've mentioned the wiki. I've mentioned the fan wiki that I one of the ones I consult. They number them. They don't reset at the new season. They call it 21. And this also this is also, I think, the one that calls episode one episode. That's right. So so it's not even episode 21. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, it's an uphill battle. <laughs> I, people, people don't know what I go through it's every day, man. This is every day. All, all's my life. I have to fight. Yeah. Uh, Dan. So, uh, I, I texted you about this yesterday. Kyle McLaughlin's true crime podcast. Yep. So did you look into this at all? Do you know what it's about? The Kyle McLaughlin cast. The, nope, I didn't. <laughs> I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> like we said, it's an uphill battle. Uh, <sighs> the, the podcast. So it's Kyle McLaughlin and a friend of his. I guess they they are interested in this story in particular. Apparently, there is a town. I don't know what state it's in, but where Pablo Escobar was flying cocaine into this town of like 300 people. It's Mm -hmm. like a Twin Peaks where they're bringing all this cocaine into this small town and then distributing it from there. Now, I don't mean to be too 
cynical oh, well, here. Dan, Dan is known for not being cynical. Go on. <laughs> I don't mean to be too cynical here, but what do you think the odds are that him and his quote unquote friend, who I'm sure happens to have a list of podcast production credits, mm. just organically happen to like this story that mirrors the plot of a TV show Kyle MacLachlan is famous for starring on. What are the odds of that? Uh, Slim to none yet. Listen, all right. I didn't. I didn't come up with the idea. I, Kyle MacLachlan. Neither did seems they. like a nice enough guy. I don't know. I, I watched his. Of uh, he he uh, did one of those Criterion Closet uh, videos on YouTube. Uh, seemed like a totally normal guy. <laughs> what do you pick? Um, what do you pick? Anything stand out to you? Um, what do you, let me let me guess. Eight and a half. No. Everyone always picks eight and no a half. No, eight and a half. On those videos. No, no, no. They're like, ah, oh, I love Fellini. Uh, Dan, have you ever seen a Fellini? I don't think I've seen a Fellini. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dip your toes in. That that. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm gotta, just saying it feels like posturing when you go on the Criterion <laughs> Closet you gotta, show and pick <laughs> the smart guy movie. You got. You got to pick RoboCop five times. I want five <laughs> copies of RoboCop. Nah, please. man, you got to you got to check out Feline. You got to dip your toes in that marinara, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, what he picked? Uh, Sex Lies and Videotape, um, The mm. Manchurian Candidate, the movie Being There. Have you ever seen Being There? I've not. Uh, With Peter Sellers. I have not either. I have not, but I'd like to someday. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. I don't I'd, know. I'd love to. Yeah, sounds like I have to watch a Fellini first. I yeah, you do have to watch a Fellini. Right. You think I'll like it? Um, do I think? I don't know if you would like Eight and a Half. I think you would probably like La Dolce Vita better. As if you're gonna watch like a Fellini, like your first Fellini. Uh, mm. La Dolce Vita is, yeah, I, I, it's one of my, it's, it's my favorite Fellini. Um, <laughs> well, eight and a half, that's the one that's like kind of meta and autobiographical, right? Yes. It's super meta and yes, a bit autobiographical and whatever. And it's, you know, there's surrealist, you know, elements and what it's it, mm -hmm. amazing, you know, great movie and everything. I think La Dolce Vita is a little bit more, uh, kind of a. You don't have to be like a Fellini head to fully appreciate. Yeah, it. I think it's a good entry point, you know. And it's like, um, so you could say eight and a half is like to put in to put in terms our our <laughs> listeners record demo will sure. understand. It's like his Dark Tower. Would you say? Uh, yeah. I. What's like? Uh, what's what's Stephen King's The Shining? Right. That's probably the most popular. Or Shawshank. Right. La Dolce Vita mm -hmm. is like Carrie then, you know, still really great and like a, a, a really good entry point, you know? Okay. What is Fellini's What's um, deal? Children of the Corn <laughs> Urban Harbit, Harvest? Uh, probably, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, is it Casanova? 
that's and, uh, did he fucking and, do that? and all and all of our Italian listeners are cracking the fuck up <laughs> at how right at how now. fucking dumb I am at how at how they're saying it's molto true. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're saying. It's molto true. It's molto true. <laughs> um, oh, Amor, uh, Amaracord. Amaracord? I don't know how you say it. I've never known. Yeah. And I, it's a word I look at and I say, if I can't pronounce the title, I'm not going to watch the movie. The only thing I really know I'm about that be, movie, I'm because I'm a bit of a dirtbag and I haven't seen the movie, is that there's just there's a woman with enormous tits that like she she grabs like this guy's head and like buries his head in her like giant uh, like I don't know uh, hot air balloons on his breasts. And this is this is an Italian thing. And that's adding up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's rated the Italian version of G. <laughs> yeah. For Ginzo. All right. Uh, <laughs> From one visionary filmmaker to the next, we're talking about Twin Peaks, co created by David Lynch, who's fully out. He He's like fully detached at this point. He's. Yeah. No, he is fully popping detached. Popping in to do. All right. So. This episode 14, season two, right? Um, we have, uh, I know I've talked about it in the past, breaking season two up into three bits. Um, this, would, this would be like the spiritual ending of season 2B, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, sets up like, leaves it on a bit of a cliffhanger there at the end. Um, we wrap up a, a couple things, you know. Um, in plastic, right? Pete did yeah, that. Yeah, he did. Long time ago. Yeah, a lot of setup, uh, and yeah, some some other stuff happens. Uh, Speaking of Pete, because he gets a little run in this one, right? He has a big. <laughs> he's he's actually terrific in this episode. Yeah. Um, I now having watched Eraserhead. Yes. <laughs> It, it things have completely flipped for me where like I was watching Eraserhead and I was like, that's, that's a young Pete Martell. Yeah. And now I watch this. I'm like, that's an old Henry. <laughs> that, hey, what is this? An old Henry? It's a candy bar. <laughs> old. <laughs> this is, this is, I sold my comb to buy a watch band or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, uh, watching this episode after having watched Eraserhead, I, I couldn't help. I was like, man, that is the same guy. That's <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. It's fast. It really is. Um, and, you know, 15 years later, it's 15 years. It's a, he, that's a long 15 that's a, it's years. A bi- huh? It was a big 15 years. It, it, yeah. He's been he's been drinking this heavy, time, right? heavy. He, he, had a, he had a lot of issues with yeah, drinking. But he was like 32 or 33, I want to say, in Eraserhead. So he's like yeah. in his that's a key fifteen 40s. years. <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Jack Nance. Um, what a guy! What a guy! What a guy! <laughs> he's great, man. I really, I can't get over 40 my love of Pete Martell. He's forty-eight years old in this, so <laughs> that's shocking. He is eight years older than me. 
He's like the difference in our age. <laughs> That's <laughs> so if it's like in those like those logic problems that are like find the next number in this sequence. Sure. Dan, <laughs> Rob, Jack Nance. Jack Nance. <laughs> Nance. Nance. Um, yes. So uh, what did you want to did you want to go into the, the Pete stuff, the PD stuff? Sweetie Petey. Yeah. We talk about Sweetie Petey or you know what? You want, we could save it because it does end. Uh, the episode does end kind of on not Pete, but, you know, Pete's whole like kind of scene there. The the big reveal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's uh, we'll save it. Let's take it from the top um, from the top. Well, uh, let's let's get this out of the way. Andy and Dick. Uh, these two buffoons. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, these two like Sunday funnies <laughs> comic strip characters. It's it's like it's getting to be a little much, guys. Um, As says you, you're over it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I could do without this kind of silly Billy business. I like the silly stuff that happens in Twin Peaks. This is like you said, funny pages stuff. Yeah, this is like this is when this is nonsense. Um, <laughs> this is when Graham Chapman dressed as a Bobby comes in and says too silly, yeah, too exactly. silly. <laughs> break it up, break it up, too, too silly. silly. Too si- this is like and it's, yeah. it's as you so inconsequential to everything else. It's like the James storyline, which goes nowhere. You know what? Here's what I'll say. Speaking of like little kids with possible mystical powers. Mm-hmm. When's that corn kid coming back? Corn kid, huh? Oh, the yeah. little David Lynch. You, yeah. Uh, you were like cute. You were like, watch this space. What? What? And watch the space. What? Yeah. Like, it's like a thing people say when they're like, keep an eye on. Oh, this. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, this is very consequential. Well, yeah. I mean, the cream corn is more consequential than that kid. But that kid does come back. The cream corn is more consequential than the corn kid. Correct. The cream corn is consequential cream corn kid. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather, red leather. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done our warm-ups before the <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah. Sorry, probably, yeah. but... Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're doing them uh, while recording, but yeah, yeah. we have to... Got to warm up the pipes. <laughs> um, so, first we corn, <laughs> then record. Yeah. Uh, Andy tells Lucy that they uh, they need to talk. They need to talk about Nikki, and uh, they uh, they tell Lucy that they believe that li- little Nikki murdered his his parents, right? And Lucy is like, he's a child, and he was even younger then. He was six. <laughs> like Lucy, being the voice of reason here, being like, you guys are. So bad at this, <laughs> like yeah. You know what though? The truth is also stupid though, because he yeah, at a much younger age also dragged his yeah. parents from the twisted burning right. Wreckage. So uh, the we get the backstory from Doc Hayward, who uh, fills them in, and he's like, <laughs> "Listen, dummies, <laughs> this is what happened. Uh, little Nikki's mother was uh, assaulted." Uh, by uh, a man in like an alleyway um, 
found out that she was pregnant, decided to keep the child. Um, she died in childbirth. Uh, so that's when she died. He was later, um, he was adopted, right? As like a, as a baby. Yep. Yep. Loving by loving foster right. parents. Uh, and then tragically, uh, there was a car accident yes. which killed them. And, and yeah, the detail is that Nikki yeah. dra- he pulled them from six year old Nikki the pulled the two parents from the wreckage. <laughs> and then they're like, and don't you now, don't you feel bad? You two. And they're just sobbing. Yeah. Into. Yeah. That's dumb. Which for Andy. I mean, that's and, yeah. Andy cries once a day. Uh, <laughs> he's a big crier. Um, but to see Dick doing anything but smiling breaks my heart. <laughs> that big shitty smile. I just yeah. he shouldn't. It should never leave his face. Yeah. Um, you hate this. You really don't think it's good that they're doing no, it, this. It, whatever. It no, is. I don't think it's good. I also. I mean, hmm. most of all, I think it has just gone on too long. Um, you know, we've been. De- yeah, deal- I would agree with <laughs> dealing that. with this little Nikki for the past like five episodes F- for think, it to turn out to be like, oh, no, you're, you guys are just wrong. <laughs> I agree. I agree. The issue isn't how long it's gone. And it's that more hasn't happened. with. Yeah, it. It, right. It's just it. It could have gone on longer. Yeah. If something was happening with it. Sure. Right. But how many times can it seem like he telekinetically dropped a car on right. Dick? So, although they don't even really try, they only it's do really the one, that one thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then and Dick is like, <laughs> "That's enough for Dick to be like this. This child is the devil." Yeah, and Andy's like, "I will go along with anything that you say." <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're dressed so sharp. Yeah. yeah, men's fashion, huh? Great stuff. Andy's so loyal to a sharp dressed <laughs> man. Um. Oh, also, all right. In this in this here episode, uh, we get uh, what's her name, Lana Milford, um, the mm. widow Milford, right? She, well, she's not that widow. <laughs> all right, she's probably about five <clears throat> six. So remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago? I was saying exactly not that. Not that long ago. <laughs> not long at all. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, Lana is uh, what is, is she's is she at the police station at this point, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. She's, she's yeah. She's with Jacoby. So Jacoby uh, spent like a. <laughs> they had to call it a psychiatrist. Yeah, they had to call in a psychiatrist to figure out why this smoke show is so damn hot. Yeah. So and Jacoby uh, explains that this woman is uh, basically like so hot. And uh, has a working knowledge of uh, all kinds of sexual techniques that most men can only dream of matching and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically is like, she is not cursed. She's a normal woman with a heightened libido. Yeah. Nothing she, more. She likes now, to if bone you'll down. excuse us. Right. Yeah, I do love that. Now, if you'll excuse us, we're going bowling. <laughs> yes. That is so funny. Oh, what a good yeah, line. But Dr. Jacoby is married. Uh, I think that we should say that. But 
he's their relationship seems maybe a little relaxed. They're just they're just going bowling. Oh, they're just going bowling. I'm sure there's no innuendos around like a big old ball like that. That you stick your fingers in the yeah. hole. Mm. So at the police, so Jacoby and Lana are about to leave. Um, was it Cooper, Truman, Andy, Hawk? They're all in the room, and they hear a scream, and they walk, You know, they run out, and Mayor Milford is standing there with a shotgun, and he, he's he's he wants he wants Lana dead. He does want Lana dead. Enough's enough. That, that witch killed my brother. And he keeps saying this. <laughs> That's a really good mayor, Milford. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. You got the I don't I don't know how you do it, like the old guy voice. You have to push it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You. That's exactly that's, it. That's yeah. It's thing. like you're so close to death. Every syllable is a struggle. Right. Uh, I yeah. heard. Um, is it Joe? Who's um? He's a voice actor. I want to say Joe DiMaggio, but that's not right. Um. Uh, um, like you're that. close. His last name, his last name is DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah. So I can't remember his first was, name. Bender. Yeah. Bender. Exactly. So John DiMaggio. Yeah. He, uh, I, I listened to an interview with him and he was talking about like how he does different voices or whatever. He was, ta- he said, Paul Giamatti, if you want to get Paul Giamatti, you have to try and swallow your chin. So the whole, the whole time <laughs> you're. Sort of, <laughs> gotta be talking like this. Like you're trying to literally, like, it, swallow your mm. like your bottom jaw. It's just I love little techniques like that. I, I think that's so yeah. fun for voice actors to be like, all right, I have to like, hold on, I have to turn my head to the right and cock it just this yeah. way and and close this. My eye. favorite is <laughs> on, on a related note. A Billy West yeah. once explained Zoidberg, and you basically just like. Put your tongue over your front bottom teeth. Uh-huh. You're like, whoa. <laughs> that's it. That's great. I, I don't know how you do syllables with that, but that's at least how you get the. That, that's really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Mayor Milford is out there. He's saying that, uh, you know, he's going to kill this woman. She killed his brother. And, uh, you know, all the cops, they have guns drawn on them. And they're like, they're trying to de- de-escalate, and the mayor's not having it. He's like, "No, I'm I'm here to kill." And uh, uh, Cooper steps in, and he's like, "Sir, uh, why don't you guys talk talk it out for a minute? Uh, just try talking." He's and, yeah. He's basically like, "You can shoot her yeah, later yeah. if you still." He's want. like, "No, I want to shoot." And he's like, "You could you could always shoot later. Talk first, right?" And yeah. he uh, he sends Lana and the mayor into the conference room, closes the door. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They he waits for like thirty seconds, and then they, everybody walks in, and the mayor's face is just covered in lipstick kisses, and <laughs> and and the mayor says. We're going to adopt a child. (laughs) (laughs) We've decided to adopt. (laughs) Lana's like, oh, he reminds me so much of Dougie. Yeah. 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 We're we're going to adopt a child. It's so funny. It is funny. Um, But so that's not too silly for you. No, it is still very silly. But also, I don't. So the whole Lana mayor kind of thing feels like it's much more of like 
I'm going to call it like a like a seasoning of the episode, you know? Mm, it is sort of yeah. like sprinkled in as just sort of like, oh, that's kind of a silly thing, and all the deputies that go gaga for this girl and whatever. Like, where we... I feel like we spent, like, time with Dick and Andy and, you know, their little, like, shenanigans, you know? It's they true. They break into it's the true. adoption agency. They steal his file. Doc Hayward you know has what? to, like, sit them down and explain to them why they're fucking idiots. <laughs> That's a really good point. The whole Lana Milford saga all takes place within the sheriff's station. Right. It's always like, oh, right. And we don't have to go to a second location. Yeah. Like, Lana's in the other room with a thing going on. Like, let, Yeah, with a huge pitcher of milk. Yeah, pitcher of milk and just everybody's got a boner. Um, so gross. Yeah. Boners. Gross. Oh, oh, uh, what else happens in this episode? Um, Audrey and Bobby, they, um, you know, they, Audrey basically tells Bobby, he's like, she's like, listen, uh, my dad has lost his mind. Um, so if you want to get ahead in this business, you're going to have to start sucking up to me. Um, uh, Dr. Jacoby uh, and Jerry, they um, they go, uh, they're there at the, the Great Northern, right? And um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the staging of this is very funny. It is. So Ben is, Ben's doing his thing, right? He's being the general. Ben is being the general. Um, uh, Jacoby da- is like egging He's it up on. in like a, it's. But from in like a lifeguard yeah, chair, yeah, right? Yeah, I, like a tennis referee. I mean, I assume that you know uh, Ben has just stacked a bunch of things up and then put a chair on top of that. Um, yes, yeah, as he is to do. But but he is truly just like watching him like an animal in a terrarium or something. Yeah, and yeah. he start uh, Ben starts giving like a a speech. Right. And uh, I think he sings a song. He's he's waving the Confederate flag. Uh, Jacoby is like singing along with him. They're not singing Uber Peas, which is. No, it's no. As much as I love that song, it's not. It's my favorite song. It (laughs) it's it it isn't. It's the one that's like, I wish I was in the land of. That's it. Um, Yeah, this is also so like Jerry comes in and he's like, Ben. Yeah. What are you doing? And Jacoby is just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, no, let him do it. Don't call him that. He prefers general. Yeah. yeah. He's like, it's me, your brother. He's like, he doesn't know you're his brother. He thinks you're general whoever. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just like fully indulging I this, like, uh, I mean, this breakdown. Yeah, Jacoby's whole thing is like, nah, the only way uh, out is through. <laughs> yeah. Know? I like yeah. that. His- um, so there's that whole bit. Um, it, I think that's it with Ben, right? For this episode, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's all we get of uh, Audrey, Ben. We got Shelly and Leo. Yeah, that happens a little bit later when Bobby comes home. I guess we mm. could get into that. We have um, so la- when we left off with uh, poor Shelly. Shelly has really been through it with all I of know. these men. These, it, you know what? All of these boys. Yeah, it, That's right. That is absolutely thank right. Thank you. <laughs> Beefy boys, yeah. skinny boys, all boys nonetheless. Yes. 
Um, so Leo is uh, has come out of his catatonic state, and he is angry. Um, yes. He starts, you know, he's throwing shit. Uh, he's throwing uh, Shelly around, uh, hits her a couple times, you know. Um, meanwhile, Bobby comes walking up um, to the house. He goes to open the door. The door is locked. He's like, Shelly, open up the door. Yeah. Shelly, Shelly's like inability to get out of this half finished house. Is, <laughs> yeah, I know. It does not, ref, you know, not to victim blame, but it does not reflect well on her. It, it, First, she goes to open the door and the door is locked and she gives up. Yes. <laughs> then she grabs a knife to defend herself. Um, also, Leo's like sort of like po- phasing in and out of existence. <laughs> like there's more really for him. To, it's sort of just like a big open room, but he he's like always hiding just outside of frame. Yeah, I mean, you yes. know, it's very dark um, in there and we're supposed to believe that it's like pitch black and she can't see shit. But yes. Yeah. She eventually like takes the knife and goes to stab at like the like paint tarp lining that's of the unfinished house, but can't get it cut open wide enough for her to slip yeah. out. I don't know. But then, you know, she loses the knife. He like scares her. She loses the knife. He he has an axe and he she he's got her cornered and he lifts it up. He says, goodbye, wife, <laughs> which Dan, <laughs> you loved that, right? It was so funny. <laughs> I was like, as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, she's living. Yeah. Yeah. Shelly's going to live. <laughs> you can't say goodbye, wife, and then actually kill her. No, 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 no. no. Um, we can't get rid of Shelly. Shelly's too sweet. Oh, God, she's going to die, isn't she? We can't get rid of Shelly. Oh, no. So Bobby, Bobby Briggs, he. Oh, no. He hears the commotion, right? He. um, I could have saved. Try. He goes. He like uh, he goes into the through the the cut in the plastic. um, And before Leo can swing the axe down on Shelly, he grabs him. And they start like wrestling around. Uh, Leo gets the upper hand, but um, Shelly is able to grab the knife, and she like she cuts Leo. Uh, doesn't kill him, but he like runs off. He does scurry like a rat into into the, the night. night, into the woods. We'll catch up with him Uh-oh. later. Um, now that could be significant. The woods. There's also there's also a play called Into the Woods. Oh yeah. Uh, Could be a reference to that. Leo plays uh, one of the characters from that. <laughs> yeah, plays <laughs> the witch. <laughs> I think you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could have said like any fairy tale character, and they're in that. The big bad wolf. Um, I was trying to think of a yes. deeper cut than the big bad wolf, but I could not come up with one. Who else is in that some bitch? <laughs> Rapunzel. Oh. Rumple Stiltskin? Cinderella. You got a you, I don't you think got a so. Stiltskin in there? No. No. You can't. How are you going to how are you going to portray a man stomping his leg into the ground and then ripping himself in half night after <laughs> night? It'd be like a Spider-Man turn off the dark situation on that stage. Oh, man. I wish I could have seen that Spider-Man production. That Oh, you wish you could have seen a man break his back? <laughs> Not that, but <laughs> Have you seen that? It's a late night. The Letterman. Yeah. You bet. Oh, the Sinister the Six. Sinister Six. Yeah. It's it's so funny. Yeah. It's abysmal. 
and it's really good. I there is a worse one. There's a. It's worse than that. <laughs> there's a Bob Dylan jukebox musical. Shut the fuck up. It's the worst thing ever. I think we should take a break and come back and listen All to right. it. So we're gonna take a break. We're gonna <laughs> go to Broadway and see this musical. And when we return, we will just finish talking about uh, this episode. If you want to keep listening. Oh, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash kingmepod. Sign up for $5 a month. Get uh, You sign up right now. You get a seven-day free trial. And then you can listen to all the episodes you want for that seven days. And maybe you cancel at the end. Maybe you don't. Maybe you stick around, baby. I don't know. Maybe you open a credit card just for this. <laughs> maybe you open a secret credit card that your spouse doesn't know about. Oh, <laughs> we don't worry, baby. We won't tell. We don't say anything, baby. Come on. We're not, we're not going to tell, baby. Come on. This is just between. This is our little secret. <laughs> this means everything to us. Right. So, okay. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. And then we're going to listen to Bob Dylan jukebox musical. <laughs> 